Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to this Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio, where Pastor Jim has been preaching through Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 19, where the 12 apostles are introduced by name all together. As part of their training, Jesus sent them out to preach, and to validate their message, he gave them power to cast out demons just as he himself had been doing. Now, we've been taking a brief look at each one of them this week, but in this last segment we'll share today, besides introducing to us the last few apostles on the list, including Judas, who betrayed him, Pastor Jim will offer some concluding thoughts about hypocrisy and other ways we can apply this passage in our lives as believers today. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Delegated Dozen. Then there's Thaddeus. He is the one who is known in other lists by the name Judas, not Iscariot. So he gets a clarifying description after his name. Yeah, there were two Jameses and there were two Judases. There was the bad Judas and there was the good Judas. And this is the Judas, not Iscariot, or Thaddeus. What do we know about him? He's listed among the twelve apostles. It's believed he might be the one who, over in John chapter 14, urged Jesus to show himself to the world. But then again, maybe somebody came up with that because we don't have anything that Thaddeus did, so let's blame that on him. If that was him, it's clear that he got the message that Jesus is the Savior of the world. Next on the list is Simon the Zealot. Also gets labeled. The zealot label comes from that political party of radicals among the Jews. Their cause was, we hate Rome. We want to get rid of Rome. They were zealous to see Rome overthrown. So the zealots were among the ones most hungry for the arrival of the Messiah, but their interpretation of what the Messiah would do is that he would be primarily a political rebel and he would lead our cause. They were disappointed with Jesus because uh, Jesus consistently brought a message of personal repentance and faith. And when they tried to grab him and, and make him a king on the spot, Jesus turned away. But Simon came to understand his own sin. He came to understand his own need for a Savior. He came to Christ. He left the party of the zealots and followed Jesus, just as Matthew walked away from his very lucrative pro-Roman business, and the two were united in Christ. You can understand from him that the message of the gospel is not political. The gospel is very personal. Salvation is not about trying to reform a political system. Jesus doesn't promote or further any certain political party or ideology. I just read a news story this morning that coming up on um, President Putin's next inauguration, that there are protests all over Russia, and the, and the leader of the movement, I was just shocked to hear this, 
he was grabbed by the police and dragged away from a demonstration that he was leading. You know, I was in Russia two weeks ago. You know what? Believers there, they laugh at Putin just like they laugh at Trump. And they realize that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're here for. We're not, they're not trying to reform a political system. They're here to preach the gospel. And what a wonderful, glorious story. Simon the Zealot got that same message. Have you been transformed by Jesus to the point that the most important thing is to proclaim the good news of salvation in Him? Or is, is He like the figurehead for your religious tokenism? or to justify your political views. Well, there's one more name. It's in verse 19. He appointed Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Thaddeus, Simon, and then finally Judas Iscariot. Verse 19. And Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him, We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this Judas because, like Peter, we're going to have plenty to say about Judas because we're going to finish up the Gospel of Mark eventually, and we're going to encounter a lot about him. He was a hypocrite from the beginning. In the end, he was a ruined man. He was so twisted in his own web of sin that it says Satan entered into him. Ultimately, he committed suicide. After his defection, he was replaced by a man named Mattathias. You can read about that in uh, Acts chapter 1. That's the name that you will see among the names of the 12 apostles. And you say, well, what about Paul? He's number 13. He's 13 of the 12. He's not part of the 12. He is the apostle who was born out of time, as he would say. Uh, He was the apostle to the Gentiles. Oh, trust me, Paul will be there in heaven. He just doesn't have a foundation stone named after him. And do you realize another lesson from Judas Iscariot is how Jesus reached out compassionately and graciously to him right to the, to the very end? So don't give up on people that you aren't sure yet if, if they believe. And by the way, do you realize that Right to the very end, the other disciples didn't know that Judas was a phony. Realize there are people who are so polished in their hypocrisy that we can't tell. Remember at the Last Supper, Jesus said, One of you is going to betray me. And remember what they all said? Me? Is it me? They didn't say, Aha! I've wondered about that Judas guy all along. No, hypocrisy can be very polished, spit-shined. With some people, you never know their spiritual bankruptcy. Well, you've seen the list. By now, you probably see that among those 12, there was somebody a lot like you. God uses people from all different backgrounds God uses people who would have absolutely nothing in common if they didn't have the Lord in common. Like I said, if you'd taken a vote among the eleven, shall we bring in a tax collector? They'd have said, no way. 
But God puts people together who are so different that it amazes you. God uses some who are dynamic leaders, like Peter. He uses some who are more content to be in the background, like Peter's brother Andrew, or like Philip, or James the Less. It's no accident that Peter was the first one to preach after the resurrection. It's no accident that every time we see Andrew, he's bringing somebody to Jesus. It's no accident that the first thing Matthew did was to put on a reception at his house for Jesus to meet all of his friends. And often these guys missed the point at first. Do you realize that too? How imperfect they were. The Pharisees loved to parade their spirituality, so Jesus went out and chose 12 that you could also have called the motley crew. Who are these guys? Well, don't be discouraged if it maybe takes you more than one try to learn a lesson that the Lord has for you. These guys had a rather severe lack of humility. I get the idea that when Jesus appointed them, the twelve apostles, they were saying, right on, Jesus, preach it. Yeah, we've been working hard. Do you remember what they were arguing about as they assembled for the Passover meal the night before the cross? Which one of us is going to be greatest in the kingdom? Do you remember the time that James and John, I can't can't believe this, they sent their mother to ask Jesus to grant to her sons that they would be closest to Him in the kingdom? And you realize the other ten were offended by that? You know what offended them? We should have thought of sending mom. (laughs) Don't be discouraged when you have to learn humility over and over and over again. About the time your book on humility is published, something will go terribly wrong for you. Even Jesus' own apostles had to learn the lesson of true commitment. But when it came to crunch time... Judas betrayed Jesus. He paid with his life and his soul. Peter denied him in public. The other ten left him and fled. But they came around when Jesus rose from the dead. Understand, we're not the apostles. And there are no positions open in that group right now. But understand, Jesus is still choosing the weak things of the world to confound the strong the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And the very same Holy Spirit that came and indwelt them all on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 is that same Holy Spirit who will enable you to honor and glorify Jesus Christ and to be His servant. The delegated dozen or the designated dozen And how many countless hundreds of thousands of times has their ministry been multiplied so that here we sit 2,000 years later reaping the benefits. Now the baton is in our hands. Let's carry it faithfully. Heavenly Father, thank you for these 12 and thank you for all that you've done through them and all that you have built in the years since them. Father, we accept the baton May we run with endurance the race that is set before us. You know each of our hearts. Some of us are frozen at the mouth. 
open our mouths to speak the truth in love. Some of us are prone toward pride and humble us, we pray. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.